Good morning, everybody. How are you guys doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Thanks for letting me be here and kind of share a little bit with you guys this morning. Well, I'm, what I'd like to do today is, you know, kind of the, the purpose, I'd like to really kind of tell you what I'm going to tell you and then tell you. And at the end, I'll, you know, kind of review, like make sure we cover everything uh, just to make sure you kind of we're all tracking. So I really want to talk about um, creating intentional experiences. Um, you know, that's what Spring Hill does. We really try and specialize in how do we create these amazing life-transforming experiences. Um, Spring Hill is a, we, we, provide, we have summer experiences through our summer camp, but we also have, you know, it's, it's, an, it's a year-round ministry where we have retreats. I know some of you have been to our retreats. Um, currently, right now, we're doing our, our winter retreats, so we have about 800 students at Spring Hill this weekend kind of participating in a wintry mix of an experience. So... Um, but that's really like that is what Spring Hill has been designed to do since 1969 is creating, like I said, these lice, life lice. We do have lice. Um, not a lot, but when we do, it's really tricky. These life transforming experiences that kids can really understand who Jesus is, what he did for them um, and take that home. But really, the way we do that is through community and through relationships. Um, we want students to, to know Jesus, but we also want students to, to d- develop these really long-lasting, deep relationships, and it's all through intentional community. The, that's how these experiences are created. So today, I just want to kind of talk through kind of the foundation, like how do we do that at Spring Hill? Like how, how is it it's rooted since, you know, we be, began ministry in 1969? Like how do we do that? So um, I'll kind of walk us through that and kind of unpack that. I'm going to kind of talk through our mission We'll really talk through what we call the Spring Hill Way and our core values. And those core values are really kind of what drives how we create these experiences. So just a little bit about myself. Uh, From Grand Rapids, uh, I'm not from, I live in Grand Rapids. I'm originally from Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, Currently, uh, my role at Spring Hill, I've had several different roles at Spring Hill. Um, I met my wife on summer staff in 2003. Um, We have three kids. Two are pictured. Well, three are pictured. Um, our, our youngest, Sam, my wife's pregnant, he's nine months old, so you can see, like, we really need a new family photo, <laughs> like, really badly. <laughs> it's like, I was looking for, I'm like, Jen, we don't have, like, a family photo, I'm using this. She's like, just throw an extra picture of Sam up there by himself. I was like, no, this will help people really understand, like, our lives. So we need a new family photo. So I have Max, Lucy, and we have a nine-month-old named Sam. Uh, but Jen and I met on staff in 2003, um, and so we've been married since 2007, so going on 13 years. I think I did that right. That was quick. Um, I just finished my 15th summer at Spring Hill. Um, and again, I've had several different roles. My role currently now is I oversee our overnight experiences. So we have a, you know, our, our property in Everett, Michigan. This is many of you, you guys know that we have a property in Seymour, Indiana. So we have an overnight experience in Indiana. Um, and that's primarily, that's just summer only. Uh, and we serve about 2,400 campers down in Seymour. So my role is really kind of creating these overnight experiences that carry out through both of our overnight properties. I also um, oversee safety and risk management. I do love to travel, but ironically, I'm also like a homebody. So I don't know if, if, if anybody can relate to that. You know, like, I just don't like going out to Target for the day. Like, I just want to stay home. But like, I'll go to like Costa Rica, that's totally fine. Or I'll go to Florida, but I just like to be at home if I'm like not going someplace cool. But I mean, maybe you like Target, yeah, so it's, you never know what you're getting when you go in, but you walk out with a million things. So 
Um, and we're going to talk about core values, but you know, kind of at Spring Hill, we we don't like identify people by their core value. But it's something that like just kind of rings true to me is I feel like my core value, and we'll talk about these, is like relationally focused. Like I love people, I get energized around people, um, and really getting to know people, understand them, kind of what makes them tick, coaching. Um, and so just like, yeah, just these relationships. So, oh, my clicker, there's a delay in the clicker. I gotta time it right. Um, so what we're gonna do is I just talk through, kind of, again, kind of the foundation. Um, just the mission of Spring Hill is to glorify God by creating life-impacting experiences that enable young people to know Jesus Christ and to grow in their relationship with him. That is, that, that's our mission. That is, you know, when we have new staff, you know, full-time staff, when we have summer leaders, our counselors coming in the summer, this is like we point everything to the mission. I'm, I'm sure, you know, if you work at Kensington or you're, you're in ministry or anything that you, you do, any organization, you kind of have, like, why do you do what you do? Like, what's the purpose? That's the purpose. We want to create these life-impacting experiences that enable people, young kids, to know Jesus Christ and to grow in their relationship with him. And we do that through these six components called the Spring Hill Way. So this is kind of like, you know, if, if, if you, like, you know, have good customer service, you, you, you have, like, you know, an interaction with a, a business or something, you're like, that is, that, that's the way to do it. They, they do it the right way. Like that, you know, that's like how Apple, that's, you know, that's how, it's really great. It's a great experience. When we have, when we want people to experience Spring Hill, we want them to experience these six components, which all make up the Spring Hill way. So, and we'll kind of unpack these a little bit through the core values. Um, but this is really kind of, the Spring Hill way and the core values are really foundational and they drive us through the work that we do in creating these experiences that last. So we have people. So like the people would be staff, like, you know, our full-time staff, our summer leaders. People are, they're important. Like they are the front lines. And our, our summer leaders, we hire almost 900 summer leaders to work across Spring Hill um, in the summer through day camps, through our Indiana overnight property, and through our Michigan overnight property. So we, you know, if you don't have the right people, then everything else that you're trying to do cannot be accomplished. Innovation, just thinking cutting edge, like how does Spring Hill continue to be kind of cutting edge, the, the next best thing? Um, just always thinking through, you know, like, you know, staying relevant, like what are kids experiencing? How can we kind of help meet the needs of kids or families or youth pastors? Um, God immersed, everything that happens is within the context of, of Christ and centered around Christ. This God immersion, we'll talk through that. Embracing, understanding that God's created us all uniquely in his image and he loves us no matter what we are, who we are, what we look like, um, and we embrace, you know, all of God's creation. Community focused, and that's, that's really that, those, those relationships. Um, and there's intentionality behind that for how we house campers in the summer, how we put a certain number of kids in a cabin, how they travel together um, during a summer experience. So we'll, you know, some ministries will just kind of have kids stay in a cabin and it's, you know, one to three o'clock in the afternoon is activity time and kids just kind of go. At Spring Hill, you're assigned a cabin with, you know, 10 to 14 other kids and you travel with those kids throughout the entire week doing these specific activities. So they're building relationships, they're building community um, with each other, the same kids all week during the summer. And then integrating and then we'll continue to kind of unpack these and integrating as we kind of go into you know, our, our talk on the core values, but integrating faith and fun. 
I don't know if anybody's kind of heard that phrase before, um, but that is what we do at Spring Hill is how we integrate faith and fun. And like the easiest way to kind of explain it is, you know, at Spring Hill, there's tons of fun activities. I mean, done, done the zip line before at Spring Hill. I mean, yep, zip line, climbing wall, the blobs, the water slide, the tubing hill. Um, but then there's also time where kids spend time, you know, in our auditorium or in their small groups learning about the biblical truths for that day. But after every activity, we debrief that experience. How does that activity relate back to their relationship with Christ? How does that activity that they just experienced, how does that relate to like experiences that we have with sin or God's creation? So it's not just activity time. Okay, now, now we're going to talk about God later at like one o'clock. And then after that, we'll talk about, we'll do more activities. We're constantly integrating the, these, these biblical truths through the fun and the experiences that, that kids are going through during the week. So Um, it's really like embracing, like, God's created us all uniquely in his image. How do we embrace one another? How do we see that and understand that we embrace all those around us, how we're all created differently? Another way uh, from how Spring Hill does embracing is our inclusion program for how we integrate campers with special needs into a cabin. And that was life-changing for me. That was my first two summers. Um, my job was a, an inclusion counselor, a special needs counselor, I was a one-on-one -on -one counselor with, with students with special needs. And, you know, we, we, we don't treat a camper with special needs as like, yep, you're just going to, you know, we have a, a cabin of, of kids without special needs and a cabin with ca campers with special needs. It, the, everything's integrated, 100% integrated. So that was where my, my role as a special needs counselor is, you know, I would have a camper each week, and I was a third counselor in a cabin and the camper with special needs was integrated into this cabin and traveled with campers without special needs. Um, and that, that's such a high, huge impact on my life, my testimony, um, is really the, the inclusion program, the inclusion experience at Spring Hill. And so to kind of go back, like to answer the embracing one as well. So just watching kids um, embrace campers with special needs um, is, is truly amazing. Um, I know Amanda, I'm pointing, because I know you've, you probably experienced and saw a lot of that through your time at Spring Hill as well. So it's awesome. It's, it's really cool to see that. So kind of want to unpack our, our uh, core values. Any questions on kind of any, of any of these? I know that was a great question. I'm embracing. I'll go back. Yeah, so like we have goals, I would say that, you know, from a, a, a relevancy and, and a, um, kind of the cutting edge, our goal is to always, our kind of philosophy is we want kids to experience things at Spring Hill that they can't normally experience at home in their everyday life. So that kind of drives a lot of the experiences or activities that happen. Some of it's like small activities, some of it's like really big, like, you know, our day camp experience, that was really one of those things that was on the uh, innovative part of like, how do we take what we're doing um, and day camps was, you know, started in 2007, but that was like kind of our thought process of how do we take something that we're doing here that people aren't necessarily doing by taking these experiences and going into communities. Um, so that, that was like kind of, again, I was 2007. Um, another way to, is like, again, going back to our activities. So always trying to have some new, brand new activities that kids are not able to do at home or during the summer or in their communities. So, um, another way from an innovative is not just having like the, the brand new thing, but our zip lines. Um, you know, they're a thousand feet, 
You know, there's a lot of places that can have a, like a long zip line. But I think what makes Spring Hill's zip line unique and innovative is that you can do it with seven other kids. So like it's not just like a single zip line. So that zip line in itself kind of hits to a few of these different things on the Spring Hill way. Community focused. You get to do a zip line with six or seven other of your cabin mates. Um, the innovative part of like, wow, we've got not like a single, you know, one zip line and kids just kind of go through one at a time. We can get, you know, seven or eight kids so they can experience this together. Um, and then kind of, again, the God immerses, like we'd really talk about this zip line experience, like, all right, let's talk about this. Like, what does the, the, the cable represent? What does the harness represent in our walk with Christ? Um, so yeah, like, uh, does that answer your question? So it's like big things and it's also small things that, you know, as many of you, if you work with kids, like it doesn't always have to be this big Shazam wow factor. It could be something small with, you know, how do we kind of reach kids at a different level? How do we communicate differently with them? How do we get them to experience things in a different way? That's kind of goes to that innovative part as well. That's a great question. And it, you know, innovation's hard, you know, like especially with culture and how culture is constantly changing. So that's something that Spring Hill that really we have to make sure we stay on the forefront and it's, sometimes it's easy to not innovate because innovation is work. It makes you think differently. It makes you challenge and question the things that you're doing. Um, but that's, again, from the Spring Hill perspective, we wanna always kind of make sure that we're, we're, we're innovative. All right, these are great questions. So I want to kind of dive into our uh, relationally focused. So again, we're talking about creating experiences um, that really create community and um, long-lasting relationships. So we have four core values um, that I would say are kind of foundation that help us, you know, drive the Spring Hill Way, create these experiences. And these core values are something that our staff know, they memorize, and we ask our staff to really embody these. Because if our staff are embodying the core values, then everything else can kind of flow out of that into the experiences that we're trying to create. And campers can experience that. They can have life-changing you know, experiences, life-changing conversations, build life-changing relationships while they're at camp. So I'm gonna unpack these a little bit. Um, and there'll be kind of some time where you guys, I'll kind of ask you guys to kind of think about some stuff too as we talk about these. Um, but relationally focused, working in the, con I know that the, this, I apologize, this is really small. Um, but working in the context of personal loving and caring relationships. So again, all about building community and building relationships is about being, what, relational. Like, that was one of my, that's kind of, I would say, that's my core value. I like to build relationships. Now you can still do that and not have core, or uh, relationally focused as your core value. But for us and our counselors, we want them to understand what does it look like to build healthy Christ-like, God-honoring relationships with each other and with their kids. Because kids will see that, um, as you guys all know, um, but kids will see that. They're gonna, our counselors need to uh, embody this, and our staff, our full-time staff need to embody this. Uh, the next one is contagious joy. So where does our joy come from? Where is it rooted in? And we'll talk through that, but creating the life-transforming experiences by combining faith and fun, innovation, and the hope of the gospel. I apologize, that font is so small. So, and I can send this uh, presentation out um, at the end if you guys want. I just kind of write your name and your email. I'll make sure that you guys can get this. So, but contagious joy. 
You know, like, we don't like, so you have to be happy 100% at Spring Hill. All the time, you just have to be happy, smile. I know that's how it is at Disney. Um, <laughs> but I don't know how they do it, which is really cool. But we want people to be real. We want people to, to kind of experience, you know, um, what does, like, a healthy relationship look like? And that doesn't always mean, like, you know, sunshine and, and rainbows and butterflies. But the contagious joy really means to me, like, what's in your heart and what's coming out of your heart? Where is that rooted from in your conversations, in your interactions, in your words, in your thoughts? Um, and that all carries out as you interact and relate with people. Uh, adventurous faith. So leaving room for God to work. Something that's uh, Enoch Olson. Everybody know the name Enoch Olson if you're somewhat familiar with Spring Hill. Enoch Olson was the founder, uh, founding director, I would say, of Spring Hill in 1969. He would always say, you know, let, you know, leave room for God to do the impossible. We can do the possible, let God do the impossible. And so that kind of, for me, is adventurous faith. Like, what does that look like to, to have adventurous faith? And how am I doing on time? Brian, you're good, right? We're good? Okay. Um, so I'll read this again. I apologize. Leaving room for God to work and being open to taking risks, knowing that he can do immeasurably more than we can imagine. And then the last one is holy discontent. <laughs> and so yeah, I, I, whenever I can we talk about the word holy discontent, there's always a few chuckles because it's like the word holy and the word discontent. Like, can you really put those together? Like, and I think for us at Spring Hill is always striving to grow in Christ through professional curiosity, continuous improvement, and professional and personal sanctification. So to really like sum it up, it's like we, we, no individual has ever arrived. Like, we always kind of want to, with our relationship with Christ, with our profession, as a family member, um, kind of as a, as a child of God, we have not arrived. So we're always pushing and striving to grow closer to Christ, to grow in that relationship, to be a better employee. And at Spring Hill, it's like, how do we continue to impact lives? How do we continue to help people to experience Christ, to develop relationships um, through the things that they're experiencing at Spring Hill? questions on those four. We'll continue to see these, so like we'll, 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 we'll revisit these. Yes? I know from the training and staff that bullying and maybe like what was really mistakes behaving in that way, not only for the kids, but training the staff and the counselors to de-escalate those situations is just almost foundational mm -hmm. in the training. Where would you say this fits into? What, the holy discontent? I would say that would kind of fall under more into, I, you could say holy discontent, relationally focused, because relationally focused is all about creating safe, healthy environments for a community to happen. Does that, make, does that answer yeah. your question? Yeah, perfect. Holy discontent, you know, like always kind of wanting to create, find new ways for kids to feel safe. Yeah. Like, are we doing what we need to do? Can we do this better? Um, how, do we, how do we improve the experiences you know, when kids come into a cabin, when they're integrated into a cabin. And then the relationally focused part would be like, how do we just make sure that kids feel safe, they're loved, um, they, feel, they build trust with their counselor, they build trust with each other. So, yes? I have a question about the adventurous Yeah.
I, I, I would say from my experience as a counselor, it's building the relationships and it's, I would say it's the experience as the, that these campers are doing throughout the week. That's kind of how they're becoming more open and accepting to, to kind of who God is, what God's doing in their lives, what God was, you know, why Jesus died on the cross for our sins so that we could have that relationship. You know, kind of as the week goes on and the week progresses, as the relationships forms within the cabin with the counselors, trust is built. Kids become way more open. Um, walls start to be broken down. Um, and like I said, just you start seeing kids ask these questions, ask these questions of each other. Um, and again, that community and those relationships start to really strengthen and, and, and form. Hopefully that answers like, because I, I don't know if there's like one way and I think the way that we want it to happen at Spring Hill is through the experiences. That's where that faith and fun comes in. So you really start doing these activities. You have your morning wrap time, your small groups in the morning, um, where you know we, we want kids to kind of understand like what this time is for. It's for these kids to understand you know who God is, um, spend time in prayer, spend time in the Word. And then throughout the day when they do these experiences, like, you know, the water slide or the blobs or the zip line or even just walking from, you know, one place to another, like really understanding like God's creation and what we call uh, a teachable moment. So like kind of stopping in the moment to really understand, like, let's take a look around us. Um, and that's, that's where the staff comes in. That's like the people part is getting staff who have a passion for this. Um, and they really start explaining that and, and bringing kids into that throughout the week. So that's a great question. All right, that's good. Everybody doing okay? Tracking with me? All right, I am a talker, so I apologize. Um, but let's keep moving. Oh, so we, I want to talk about the core values uh, some more. We're going to unpack each one a little bit. So like, what are some tangible, practical ways that we see this working out, how we, how we see this working at Spring Hill? And then what we'll do is kind of, I'll give you some practical ways of like, here's how I feel like, you know, and some of it's personal experience with me and my family, but kind of giving some time and space for you guys to kind of think through how you can bring each core value into your home, into your community. So again, we talk about the core values and they, they kind of give us, they allow us to create these experiences. They allow us to create this culture where Christ can work, God can move, the Holy Spirit can be present. And then what are the behaviors that can kind of come out of that? Um, so that's what we're going to kind of talk through um, the next few minutes. So the pause, got it. So we have adventurous faith, relationally focused, contagious joy, and holy discontent. And kind of in this middle, what I've done is I've kind of taken the, the Spring Hill Way component that I have, or that we kind of talked through, integrating, integrating faith and fun, embracing community, God immersed with contagious joy, professionalism with holy discontent. That kind of goes to your question a little bit that you kind of asked about like, how do we, you know, with bullying, where does that really fit? You can kind of start seeing some of these, like kind of where it's broken down um, on here. I know some are taking pictures, but that's really good. Um, so I'm gonna, my next slides are gonna have kind of each one of these broken down individually for you. So here, we'll start with adventurous faith, okay? And, I, and I, I know I kind of gave a definition, but what, when I say adventurous faith, what, kind of what comes to your mind? Thinking if, if I said it before the definition I gave you, what kind of comes to mind to you when I say adventurous faith? Conquering fears. Conquering fears, good. 
Yeah, yeah. Stepping out. Stepping out. Yeah. Yeah, that, very good. Out of your comfort zone. So that's, that's great. You know, from a, a camper's perspective, you know, trying to get a child to come out of their comfort zone is a lot. You know, and at Spring Hill, we don't expect campers to come out of their comfort zone on Sunday afternoon when parents drop them off. You know, like that's, you know, even my eight-year-old son, he's a, he's a risk taker. He's like, I need to check this out first. You know, like, and he knows what I do. <laughs> like, he's a summer camper. And he, he's still pretty like, I don't understand. Like, I'm in a cabin with, you know, seven or eight other kids I don't know. Um, and kind of a, 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 like a, an example of that and for kind of stepping out of your comfort zone and taking those risks is, you know, it, it, it's all relevant to the individual. You know, like, you know, we have a climbing wall at Spring Hill. It's 40 feet tall. We have like two of them. You would think the goal is to put a harness on, get clipped in, and climb to the very top. Like that, ultimately, if you look at that, you're like, What's my goal here? All right, I want to get to the top. That may not be everybody's goal. And so, and that's where we are with, that, that's the experience and that's the, that we want to try to create. So at Spring Hill, like it's, we say challenge by choice. So I remember this was in 2007 or 2008, I was kind of walking, I was overseeing activities at the time, walked out of the climbing wall and you know, the counselor was kind of briefing this group of kids about this climbing wall and this kid was like, do we have to get all the way to the top? And I was like, well, if you want to get to the top, go to the top. If you want to stop at five feet, stop at five feet. The kid's like, can I just put a harness on and be done? <laughs> it's like, well, because he's, and he's like, the counselor was kind of like, yeah, like, do you want to try? He's like, no, last year I was afraid of the harness. I didn't want to put a harness on. It's like, I just, like, I didn't want to put a harness on at all. It's like, can I just put a harness on and, like, walk around with a harness and, like, and, like, it just go near the wall. And I, I think to me, like, I heard that, and you're like, again, it's all about, like, it's that comfort zone that you guys talked about. It's this kid's, like, it, it's not just, I'm going to get to the top. Like, he had, like, a specific goal in mind. And it was a camper that had been at Spring Hill for a few years. Uh, it, was a, it was a junior high camper. He had come as, like, an elementary camper. And he's like, I've never done the climb wall before. I've never put a harness on. I'm afraid of heights. But he's like, I, I, just, I don't mind just putting a harness on. So like it's like kind of that step um, in the process um, of adventurous faith. But to kind of go into more of like what we would say the adventurous faith, um, kind of that Spring Hill Way component that we talked about is really integrating um, faith and fun, being innovative. That's all, you know, like to be innovative, you got to take risks because, you know, you're trying something new. You're, you're kind of giving this to God, like God, like, we don't know, like, we have, we've done some research, we think we got it, we think we know what people want, Well, we're going to take some risks here, because part of that, you know, one of, part of the thing about being innovative is doing something that other people aren't doing. So you, you don't always have this track record or, or way to benchmark something. Um, so, you know, the innovative part from a Spring Hill standpoint would say, hey, let's just try this, and we have to be, you know, okay with taking risks. And this may not go well. We, we're going on our second year. Spring Hill just started a um, kind of a gap year program called the Discovery Project, really trying to reach kids, you know, if everybody's familiar with a gap year, trying to reach kids kind of, you know, kind of in that middle point of like, I'm out of high school. What's next? Is college the thing for me? So two years ago, we, you know, like, and, and this isn't, I'm not, other people are doing gap years, but that was a pretty big risk for Spring Hill 
to kind of say, all right, is this, is this as a ministry what we feel like we believe we want to do? Um, and so we've got our second year going on our gap year. We've got seven students signed up, and we're just continuing to kind of go through the process of what does a gap year look like? Um, but I think for us, like, we just, we had to try um, and continue, like, you know, Lord willing, it continues to succeed. So, but kind of just want to talk through these a little bit, kind of the adventurous faith, Kind of, you know, these are more characteristics or behaviors, identifies issues and problems. And this is kind of what we want to walk our staff through, our summer leaders and our full-time staff, because that, again, this allows us to kind of think um, innovatively. How do we integrate um, the faith and fun? And again, ultimately, does that, what, like, what decisions does that bring apart? Or how do we kind of shape those into the behavior? So, you know, gathers information, generates alternatives, kind of involving other people in, in kind of the work that we're doing. And, and again, you know, to kind of, you have to take action. You kind of have to land the plane eventually. To, if, if you want to be, a, you're like, I'm just going to do it. We got, you can talk about it and talk about it and talk about it. We just, you got to do it um, so that something can happen. A decision is progress, whether it's the right decision or the wrong decision. You're just at least moving forward. Um, and it kind of allows us to be resourceful, flexible, adaptable, kind of develop a plan and then go and you see the bigger picture of kind of what you're trying to do. Um, questions, I'll stop there. All right, so kind of practically, you know, I've talked about adventurous faith, um, but I've, I've got some examples here, but like I, I, I'd love to like for you guys to kind of spend a few minutes just thinking through kind of the, the, the word adventurous faith you know, how can you as a family, an individual, uh, a supervisor, whatever, how can you kind of bring adventurous faith into kind of your work environment, your home? And some of these things like that I just kind of thinking through, you know, how do you respond when something bad happens? Like a car breaks down, someone gets sick, kids doesn't make it, you know, on a sports team. Like what is, how do you respond as a parent? Um, practice something that's hard together as a family. Share your faith with a stranger. Um, ask someone you don't know if you can pray for them. You know, that's, that's, that's the comfort zone thing right there. Like stepping out of our, like, uh, you know, that's very hard for some people to just, you know, like be at a grocery store and be like, you know, I'm just going to pray for you. Um, generous giving. Bringing your kids into the generosity is huge. It can teach them and allow them to be a part of adventurous faith. Um, creating new experiences for kids. Um, just something for my wife and I for adventurous faith. Um, you know, we have an eight-year-old son. We, had a, we were going through an adoption process for about four or five years from the Congo, um, and that, that process failed. So it was pretty heartbreaking for our family. Um, you know, we walked through the, the road for, four, like I said, four to five years. Our son, Max, um, he wasn't even born at the time we started the, the, the process, and he was six when the process failed. So for, for my wife and I, kind of like we brought him into that conversation. We allowed him to kind of see you know, like what God had done, kind of the restoration through that process for us, for my, you know, for our family. But about two months later after that process failed, we got a phone call from our adoption agency, and they're like, you know, we have a, a six-week-old baby boy from Zimbabwe. He's got a heart condition. You guys have already gone through the paperwork. Would you be open and interested in adopting him? His name's... Um, Jeremiah. And so my wife and I are like, she's like, I, my, the lady on the phone is like, I'll give you guys a few days to pray about it and go ahead. And my wife's like, we're in. Like, the lady's like, what, do you want to pray about it? 
<laughs> like, no, we're good. Like, let's do it. Um, and we kind of brought our son Max into that because he's prepared to be a big brother to Moses, who's from the Congo, who was three. Um, and so he saw that process as he got older. We're like, we've got to bring him in. Um, so we, we, you know, we talked to him about Jeremiah. And then about two weeks later, we got a phone call that Jeremiah had passed away. So like, I think for us, that adventurous faith was one, just like, we got it. Let's do this, kind of trusting God. Like, God, you brought us this phone call for a reason. Like, how do we, you know, we're, we're going to respond to that. But I think also, like, how, how do we bring our son Max into this? He's eight. So he knows a lot about adoption now. And he knows, you know, he has a, a brother named Moses and Jeremiah. So it, 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 I think for me, as I was kind of thinking through this, what, what does that look like? So I just want to give this time to you guys, just a couple minutes, just think through, like, the word adventurous faith. Um, how can you kind of bring that into your, your world, your community, your families? So a couple minutes here. All right. Um, just to kind of bring it back, anybody be willing to share kind of what you guys like kind of talked about or, or threw out there? Not really. That's a great question. I, I think, you know, I think we're still trying to figure that out with him. Um, you know, I, th I think when we brought him into it, I, th I think the adventure is faith part for us and what we tried to help him understand was like kind of talking about what happened with our first adoption with, you know, Moses and you know, my son, he understands the Bible really well. Um, he's, he has a relationship with Jesus. Um, and so I think, you know, his questions, you know, and like most people, and especially in that year, will be like, why? You know, how did this happen? Or why did God do this? Um, so I think for us, like kind of being able to talk through that situation and then helping him to understand, but like, but this is also who God is. This is kind of why he's done this. But this is also who God has called us to be as a family. This is what God has placed on our hearts kind of listening to this calling that God has given us to, to adopt. And I think when we kind of got this call about Jeremiah, my, my wife and I, we committed like, hey, we, we want to bring Max into this. Like, we want our kids to see the good and the bad. Like, you know, like we could have just said, you know, let's just kind of hold off on this. And, but we brought him in and kind of, you know, let him into this situation with Jeremiah. And I'm trying to remember, like, how he responded. I, I mean, he's eight, so he's kind of like, okay, cool. Um, that's exciting. But I think his biggest fear was, is, is what happened to Moses going to happen here? And it did. Um, Moses didn't die, but we didn't get him. But I think, again, for Max to understand is, like, we've got to continue to kind of go through the doors that God opens for us, being in prayer. But just, again, it's the, it's the impossible and the possible. You know, we can do the possible. We can pray. We can submit ourselves to God. Um, we can kind of do everything else that he's lined up through this process and this journey. But, you know, God's going to do the impossible here. I hope that. And that's a really good question. And I think some of it we're still kind of learning because he's eight through this journey. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's, that's the part for us that we're, we're still trying to unpack as, as a family. So that's good. That's a good question. The next one. This is great. You guys are great. Thank you for your engagement. Relationally focused. Um, so again, from a Spring Hill standpoint, how we really you know, embrace community, create community, develop relationships that are just like not just at the week of camp, but they're long lasting. Um, 
You know, I still have a lot of relationships with people that I was on staff with in 2003 and 2004. Um, and kind of being able to watch campers come back. I did, our uh, I did our day camp program for six years. I got to help be a part of starting day camps at Spring Hill. And so like watching the relationships that form a, on a day camp team with kids and how that kind of ties back to those kids and families kind of becoming a member of a church. Because um, that's all really, day camps is connecting the lost with the local church. So seeing those relationships form, that those communities being, being formed has been huge as from a kingdom standpoint and impact. But relationally leading people, we want our staff um, to really understand, like, what, is it, what does it look like to lead people, to really know and understand them? And I, I say this from our staff, knowing and understanding their kids, their, the kids that they get each and every week. You know, we have two counselors with a group of 12, 10 to 14, 16 kids. You know, we want our, our summer leaders to really understand, you know, who are my campers spiritually, emotionally, physically, like what, you know, kind of like, do they just want to put a harness on? Like, or I'm going to make every kid go to the wall. You know, if a counselor doesn't know their kid, if they're not building relationships with them. If they just, uh, everybody go to the wall, that's a high expectation. You got to know your kids. You got to know your, your campers. And that's really what we expect from our staff. Because if you know them in, a, in an individual level, on in a unique individual level, that's when that community can form. Because you start seeing the uniqueness of each child and, and the role that they play in that community or that cabin group that they're a part of. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of buzz through this just to be sensitive to time. Um, but I do want to talk through kind of how can you be more relationally focused kind of with your family or kind of where you're at? I kind of, you know, have some things that I, I, I put down. Be intentional to enter into spaces with all types of people in the kingdom of God. Um, teach, you know, like, again, teach our kids that all people are made in his image. We talked about like one of those six components of the Spring Hawaii would be embracing. So how do we embrace all people? Brian, five minutes? Oh, I thought you were saying hi. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, so I want to leave some room for questions. So that is so important when it comes to the relationships is how do we embrace one another? That's the safe space. That's the bullying that you mentioned at the beginning. You know, if we understand people, we create those, those safe spaces, then that, again, those communities uh, can be formed. And again, kind of to think practically, being hospitable, opening up your homes to other people, invite people over for dinner uh, when the kids are asleep. Uh, my wife, we had Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, uh, we adopted a, a family from Uganda through our church, and um, it's been really cool. Like, they moved, they have six kids, um, all boys, six boys from ages 19 to five. The parents don't speak any English, and my wife's like, yes, we're uh, kind of sponsoring this family. They just moved from Uganda, and they're, we're giving them all of our stuff. I was like, just, that's great. This sounds awesome. That's really cool. But we... Uh, <laughs> we, uh, we, their seven and eight-year-old sons, they actually went to summer camp this past summer with my son, Max. Um, so, like, it was just really cool to, like, Max and him were, they were cabin mates um, this summer. So, I feel like from us, I'm just trying to give some practical examples, but, like, just the, the relationship that our son was kind of able to see, you know, this, this little boy's name was Kevin, and he didn't speak any English, and Kevin had an absolute blast at Spring Hill. Um, you know, like we were the ones that signed him up, so we got to see the pictures and the updates throughout the, the week. And 
Uh, you know, he just absolute blast at Spring Hill. Um, another one is this is really important, I think, as a parent, you know, a younger kids, but still, like, how do we affirm our kids in Christ, who they are in Christ? How do we affirm that in them? How do we, you know, really bring out and let them know, like, this is, you know, this is unique about you. This is how God created you. Like, not, oh, you're awesome at baseball. You're awesome at soccer. You have a great arm. You're really fast. Or you're so smart. You know, like, that's, that's awesome. Like, you know, like, if our kids are good at something like that, but that's not affirming who they are in Christ. How do we do that as parents? And I think that's really practical for our summer leaders when we train them, is we want them to understand, again, not just physically, but spiritually. And at the end of every week, um, and this is really huge from an impact standpoint, if you have parents that have come to Spring Hill, or kids that have come to Spring Hill, every week our campers get a character trait award. And does anybody know what I'm talking about? Yep, so, and really it's, this is an opportunity for our counselors to say to each parent how they saw their child, that, that parent's child, um, throughout the week. And it's all tied, the character trait is all, it's all biblical, so it's not like, oh, you got the athlete award, or you got the fast award, or the smart award. Like, these awards are rooted deep in scripture, and there's, there's scripture tied to these awards. So these kids get a chance to kind of stand in front of their peers, other families, and say, hey, like, and the counselors are telling a story about why they gave them that award. Um, and I think, you know, some parents are like, you nailed it. Like, your counselors really nailed it. And some parents are like, I, I did not know you, you see my child that way. Like, I don't see them at home that way. And um, some kids will say, like, you know, I've never heard my, and it's sad, like, you know, they, they trust our counselors, but, like, I've never heard my, my, my parent or someone tell me that before. Um, because it is all about sports. It's all about grades. Um, so that's really important. Um, all right, here we go. Contagious joy. Um, again, to, contagious joy, kind of the Spring Hill way, that, like, component is really God immersed. So, like, kind of having that joy in all things, that, uh, in all things Christ, bringing God at the center of that, and, and, and sharing that joy, that outward joy, um, and really focusing on that. And now is that, like, to, to talk about in the far right column, that allows us to be good culture bearers of the Spring Hill experience, to have summer leaders who are, again, it's not just you have to put a smile on your face all the time, but joyful in the work that they're doing, understanding the work and being joyful in that. Everybody has, you know, good, good days and bad days, and Laura's like, I've been on staff before, I know it's hard, but again, understanding, going back to the very beginning, the mission of why we do what we do and being joyful in that work. Um, this is hard, you know, like as a family, like how do, you, how do you really bring about contagious joy? Something that I was like thinking, like the word contagious kind of has this like negative connotation, especially in like the home, you know, like your brother's contagious, stay away. <laughs> you know, like we, we, get, we get the flu bug over, over Christmas. It's like stay away. Lucy's sick, she's contagious. It's like, run away from the contagious person. So I think when I look at the word contagious joy, it's like, yeah, contagious like spreads. You wanna get away from it for our stuff. We want that, like everybody that is a part of Spring Hill and is a part of the experience that we're trying to create to see that joy um, pour out of people. So it just continues to kind of snowball into the relationships that are forming, the community that's forming and the experiences that kids are, are kind of having throughout the week. So, yeah. Um, the last one, holy discontent, um, kind of goes to the professionalism. You have uh, personal learning. And uh, again, that kind of gets to focusing on the kids. 
Um, you know, we have a saying at Spring Hill, FTK, for the kids. Like, we want to do all things at Spring Hill for the kids. Not for each other, but for the kids. Um, and I think the holy discontent, from a personal standpoint, it's personal learning. You're demonstrating this curiosity. And when I say, you know, if you're like, how does holy discontent for the kids, it's, it's always kind of wanting to know, like, your campers on a, on a deeper level so that you can pour into them. You can develop a deeper relationship with them. You can help impact them um, in a different way. Um, so um, learning from other people and then kind of going to the far right. I know I'm going quick here. Um, but kid focus, learns about and knows about kids, takes actions to meet their needs, builds relationships with the kids. Um, again, to be wholly discontent as a summer leader or as a member, at, like an employee at Spring Hill, um, constantly striving to be better, constantly striving to find new creative ways to bring the gospel to kids, finding new creative ways to, um, you know, it's week six, I've done the zip line eight times already. How do I do this differently so that my kids can experience this in a different way? Um, holy discontent is part of your family. Growing as a family in knowledge and love for God. Um, devos, prayers, advent calendar. We just started doing an advent calendar. My wife's like, I don't know if our kids are going to get into that. I'm like, we'll see. Let's just try it. And, you know, Max is all about the advent calendar. He created his own advent calendar, uh, which is kind of fun to see. Um, creating goals together as a family and as individuals to, in the family to grow during the year. Have times of dreaming and accountability together. Making bucket lists. Um, that, you know, I made a bucket list with my son Max for the summer. Like, what do you want to do this summer for your bucket list? He's like, he's all like, I want to watch every Marvel movie. Okay, like, what experiences can we do together? <laughs> you know, like, let me go outside and do something. So, um, but yeah. Questions? I don't, yeah, I have some time. Oh, we're almost done. Sorry. They're <laughs> coming in. Sorry to rush the end. I apologize. But, yeah, I mean, I, I know you guys have to get someplace. But any questions, thoughts, I'm around also. So if you, like, have to get someplace else, I'll be here.